Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. A little over 30 years ago, a deacon came to the church where I was attending, and she explained in her homily what a deacon in the Episcopal Church was and what their ministry was. When I heard her preach, I thought, that is who I am. But it would take several years before I finally said yes to ordained ministry. After three years of training once a month, 26 years ago yesterday, I was ordained a deacon in the Episcopal Church. This is what the, de- the, this is what the bishop said to me during the ordination service before he laid hands on me. My sister, every Christian is called to follow Jesus Christ, serve God the Father through the power of the Holy Spirit. God now calls you to a special ministry of servanthood directly under your bishop. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are to serve all people, particularly the poor, the weak, the sick, and the lonely. As a deacon in the church, you are to study the Holy Scriptures, to seek nourishment from them, and to model your life upon them. You are to make Christ and his redemptive love known by your word and example to those among whom you live and work and worship. You are to interpret to the the church the needs, concerns, and hopes of the world. You are to assist the bishop and priests in public worship and the ministration of God's word and sacraments, and you are to carry out other duties assigned to you from time to time. And at all times, your life and teaching are to show Christ's people that in serving the helpless, you are serving Christ himself. Today I will be ending the part about assisting bishops and priests in public worship. But I will continue to serve the poor, the weak, the sick, and the lonely. And I will continue to bring the needs of the world to the church because I am and always will be a deacon. But I'm not here today to preach about the diaconate or to share my spiritual journey. Today I want to talk about our shared ministry, the calling that we are all to share The bishop said it in the first sentence that I read a moment ago. Every Christian is called to follow Jesus Christ, serving God the Father through the power of the Holy Spirit. Or to put it another way, follow Jesus, love people, and change the world. That is Christ Church's vision statement. Follow Jesus. Today's gospel is a perfect way of understanding what that means to follow Jesus. Jesus in a a crowd of people, all pushing and shoving, trying to get closer to this man who is saying wonderful things and doing amazing things. The disciples undoubtedly are trying to encircle him, protecting him, but the crowd is pushing in anyway. A leader of the synagogue somehow pushes his way through the crowd, Perhaps because the people recognize him and realizing his importance, they make way for him. 
he approaches Jesus and begs him to come and heal his 12-year-old daughter who is on the brink of death. Jesus agrees. But as he makes his way to the man's house, someone else is trying to make her way to Jesus. For her, it is not so easy. Her physical health is not good. She has had a flow of blood for 12 years. She's gone from doctor to doctor, and no one has been able to heal her. In fact, she's gotten worse. She's spent all of her money trying to find a cure. She's probably anemic from the loss of blood for so long. She's probably weak, both from her illness and lack of nourishment, because she has no money to buy food. And her mental state cannot be any better either. Jewish law says that women, who, that women are unclean whenever their menstrual cycle and for seven days afterwards. Anyone she touches or who touches her would be considered unclean. Imagine her isolation. And maybe we can after the year that we've been through. We can probably empathize with this woman, unable to hug her friends and loved ones, totally separated from those she loves. But this has been going on for 12 years. She is physically ill, socially isolated, and emotionally distraught. Not only that, she is extremely fearful. She is breaking Jewish law. She is pushing through the crowd, making everyone she touches unclean. And if she's caught, it's a very real possibility that she could be stoned. Jesus is her last hope. And yet she is about to make him unclean by touching his robes. But she is desperate. And so she gathers up her the little strength she has, ignores her fears, and pushes through the crowd to touch Jesus. Somehow she knows that he can make her well. Certainly she has heard of his healing of others, but it's more than that. She believes in her heart that he can heal her. She has faith. When Jesus feels the power leave him, he stops and questions, who touched me? Everybody was touching him. Everybody was pushing in on him. But Jesus knew, and the woman knew. The unnamed woman approaches Jesus for a second time and admits what she has done. Witnessing to the crowd what Jesus has done for her completes her healing. Jesus finally continues his journey to Jairus' house to find out that the 12-year-old daughter is dead. Jesus lays hands on her, brings her back to life, and commands everyone not to speak of what he has done. Jesus becomes ritually unclean twice. Once when the nameless woman touches his garments, and again when he touches Jairus' dead daughter. By Jewish law, he should have gone into seclusion for seven days. But instead, he continues to meet people where they are, and to heal them, and to teach them about the kingdom of heaven. Both the woman with the blood issue and Jairus' daughter are unnamed in the story. In the community in which they live, they are of little importance. 
Female children had little value in that culture. Women with a flow of blood had no value at all. And yet, to Jesus, they do. He has compassion for those that others see as worthless. Jesus makes us whole, and sometimes, like the nameless woman, Jesus expects us to witness to the great things he has done for us. If we are to follow Jesus, we too must care for those who seem to have no value in our culture. The elderly, those in prison, the sick, the homeless, the refugee, those who work for minimum wage jobs that make our lives so much easier and yet we often consider them of little value. We must witness to the world by our words and deeds that all people have value. All people have worth. All people are children of God. Follow Jesus. Christ Church does this. This week, Christ Church hosted Family Promise families by taking evening meals to them. Four single women with children who, for whatever reason, found themselves homeless. They were desperate, isolated, trying to keep their children fed and clothed. They swallowed their pride and asked Family Promise for help. Now they have a roof over their head, and thanks to places of worship who step up each week, they and their children have enough to eat. This week, we were the hands and feet of Christ. The second part of Christ Church's vision statement, love people. It seems obvious enough, but we're not talking about loving people like we love family or friends. We're not talking about loving people like we love food or football. We're talking about the essence of love. The love that all other love comes from. We are to love people with a love that comes from God. God is love. Love is not just a way to describe God, but instead love is God's very essence. Gabriel Gordon, in his new book, God Speaks, says that God's nature is uncontroll- uncontrolling love. And that is how we are to love others, with God's uncontrolling love. The last part of our vision statement is change the world. We change the world by listening to God's Spirit within us and by following the Spirit's call in our lives. Whether it's ordained ministry or lay ministry, we are all ministers of the church, and we are all called. If we say yes to that call, whatever it might be, then we will change the world. Every Christian is called to follow Jesus Christ, serve God the Father, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And now, Worth, I want you to stand up for a minute and turn around so everyone can see the back of your shirt. And let's all say together, follow Jesus, love people, and change the world. Amen.